I remember when I was in the big brother house and it's funny. Cause like I said, Tim and I only spoke about this the other day and he's like, and this is what I think a lot of people don't miss because a lot of people that are watching these shows, they, they aren't doing the deep work, you know? And so then they, they don't have that understanding, I think. And like, I didn't even have that understanding of myself, like, yeah. you know, and I remember being in there and I just confessed live on radio that I hated myself, my body, all this shit. And then I went and threw myself in a big brother house like six, seven months later. So I was at the start of my journey. I know now I would go back in that house in a second, man. Now, when I first got out, I was like, no way, because everything exactly like you said was amplified to the to the ultimate of like what felt like I didn't even know myself. The voices were so loud and I didn't know how to express it. All of these things come up in the house and people need to understand that it is a choice to go in the house. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it isn't always a choice for us to be confronted with some of our deepest, darkest demons. Like we're not expecting that, you know. Welcome to the Rise podcast. Rise above your fears, rise above your challenges, rise above the unexpected. You have come here today to listen to leaders and everyday people from around the world talk on health, love, life, spirituality, business, and the planet. By listening to stories of others transcending their challenges, it expands your knowing to see and hear that you have the capacity to access the same resources and internal energy so you can rise into a state that will serve your abundance, flow, and harmony. I am your host, Amy Redans. Together, let's find a new way to get things done. Together, let's find a new way to be. Together, let's rise. On today's episode, I'm speaking with ex-TV and radio personality Heidi Anderson. She calls herself the hype queen and confidence coach. She's empowering women to shed their shit and unleash their champagne confidence, which is also the name of her new podcast. In this episode, we talk about her journey into being in the spotlight in reality TV shows and on the radio and what that journey looked like for her before she'd done the work. We also talk about why she's always taking off her clothes And we have a lot of laughs along the way. So hope you enjoy this fun episode. Hello and welcome to the Rise podcast. Today I've got with me (laughs) Heidi Anderson, who's probably like the cheer girl, the woo girl. (laughs) You probably hear me wooing myself. Yes, correct. (laughs) So welcome, Heidi. Thank you, Ames. I'd love for you to share. Uh, I feel like this is going to be a hard question for you because it's always a hard question for me. So like, who are you and what do you do? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely a tough question. I think it's funny that this topic is coming up because I feel like since I left radio, I was a breakfast radio host. People have been wanting to label me ever since and people are, you know, and I'm allowing people to do that. You know, it's like when you go to the doctors and you've got to fill out like your job title, I'm like, oh, panic, who am I now? Like I just used to write radio announcer. It was so easy and simple. And, you know, I was very boxed into that. And since I had my little boy three years ago, I've been doing 
all different things. You know, I empower women every day to expose themselves pretty much. And, you know, that is through, I teach public relations and media and communication uh, through all my, you know, my career. That's what I know. And so now I teach women how to do that. And then I also help women expose themselves and build confidence through stepping outside their comfort zone, which is through basically rocking up in your swimmers or your bikinis or bra and undies and walking through shopping centers and going to the beach and literally shedding the shitty layers of beliefs and stories and that, that we've been, um, you know, carrying around for forever. That's kind of like symbolizes the clothes. So I guess now if we're looking for one or two sentences, like we would say on a bio on Instagram, I would probably say that I empower women to expose themselves and um, build confidence through, you know, uh, stepping outside their comfort zone and unleashing their, their champagne confidence. Love it. So <laughs> let's talk to how you got to that. <laughs> well, this is the thing, right? I think it takes, it takes shedding the layers, you know, like, and, 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 getting rid of all the expectations that everyone else has on you. And I think I remember when I left radio, everyone wanted to know what I was doing, who I was, what identity I had, and what I've realized probably just only really recently aims is that I am many different identities. I am multi-passionate and that is okay. And I think like, you know, I've, I feel like I've maybe been boxed in again. One of the reasons why, you know, breaking free of radio and, and being a breakfast radio host for 10 years, you're put into a box. You know, you're only allowed to say certain things. As a woman, you should do this. You should say that. You're usually on a show with two guys. You know, I felt like I had so much to say when I when I left. And, you know, for, for me personally, that I was free, like the shackles were off. But then now, literally, I've been doing some a lot of soul searching because I love helping women, but I've kind of lost my way a little bit and uh, I don't know what that is. And I think, again, it's like those shackles I've put on myself because it's like, I've been listening to what this business coach says and this and that, and this strategy mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I am deep in the depths of like rising up, I guess you could say. Mm, <laughs> and, love and, it. Yeah. And rising. So like it's taken time to get to that, but I think, you know, even on Instagram, we only get fucking 28 characters or whatever it is to say who we are, which like, great. It's a great business card. Like I get it, you know, same with TikTok or whatever. It's like these short and it's like, but that's not who I am. I have a lot to say. Like you've asked me one question. I've probably spoke for five minutes already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're so much more deeper. So much yeah. more deeper. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm, I'm starting to. So I don't know. Did that answer your question on who I am? Yeah, sure. We'll, let's, yeah. we'll just keep diving deeper and we'll find oh. out even more to who you are. Yeah. So let's go deep. Like what was a transformational moment for you um, that has kind of taken you down this path? What unleashed your superpowers? Because, you know, I know I've heard some of your stories around you going through these dark times. Like what was a transformational moment for you that helped to unleash you discovering more of who you are? Yeah. Um, I think probably there's been many for me and 
I speak very openly about them now. And, you know, luckily for me in how I teach, I love to share and, and, you know, cause it's not always nice to go back to that person. I find like people can't necessarily always relate because they, they hear me now and they're like, oh, but she is so confident and she is so self-assured. How could she have been lost and anxious? You know, and I, I'm very lucky that I worked in radio. So we have these moments recorded that moments that I spoke really openly and vulnerably about where I was and how I was truly feeling. And that's when I realized the power of vulnerability, I guess you could say, and, and taking the mask off. And so the very first time it happened in 2012, when I was working on a breakfast radio show in Bunbury, uh, I'd been there a couple of years. So the listeners and everyone knew who I was. They, there was about 350,000 people tuning in every day, but I was always the funny girl. I was always the one that was telling the stories about being single, sleeping with the boys, passion, this guy doing this crazy stunt, whatever. And so when I opened up about the fact that I actually, and I said, I absolutely hate my body. I said that live on radio, you know, in a segment that we were talking about the phone lines rang for two weeks straight from listeners because they couldn't believe that I had these same thoughts that they were having and this same hatred towards themselves. And so that moment changed my life. It changed, changed the trajectory of myself as a radio host because I realized and understood the power of connection probably more than ever, not just being the girl who makes someone laugh. I realized that there's so many layers to connecting with someone and um, being real and open and honest and vulnerable. And so from there that, like I said, my whole career took off. But also, so did my self-love journey and my transformation. And so that is 10 years this year. Like, it's so crazy to think that. And it's so wild because I feel like I've done a, like a full circle because I'm now talking about this thing that happened 10 years ago more than ever. And, you know, I guess that's the way that I help women expose themselves as well. You know, like I help them, you know, through exposing themselves on social media to the you know, to, to get publicity, to take off their clothes, to, you know, to really see themselves within, but I'm also on the journey, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's taken me 10 years to, from that moment when I said I hated my body live on air, which I'm writing a book about all of this and, and how it untwines and, you know, and, and, and how the things that I've done to get where I am today, like I was the one who wouldn't even have my arms out, you know, in summer, I was always covered up. I used to dress like 20 to 30 outfits before we'd go out. And then sometimes I wouldn't even go out unless I was blind drunk and I had that champagne, you know, that fake champagne confidence. And then I would go sleep with someone and then, you know, it would be like, oh, I've got that boost of confidence. I've got that shot of validation. And then that would all come crashing down the next day. And then I'd be back on the radio, like telling a funny story. And it was just this vicious cycle. And here I am 10 years later talking about it. And, you know, I couldn't be further from that girl. But the reason why I love to share that story so much is I think it's so relatable for so many women, you know, and men as well, but, you know, the hate that we have towards ourselves. And I guess I just want to always show women that there's another way. And I took that other way. And I remember my mate saying to me, well, you got to walk the talk now, Heights. Like you've said this, (laughs) that you're going to change your life, that you're going to do all these things. And he really held me accountable. And I, and I did. And I 
went on this path of self-discovery and self-acceptance and exploration. And then I had another big moment just after I got out of the big brother house in, um, I was in big brother, side note, <laughs> 2013 as a housemate. And it was a couple of years after I got out, my anxiety had really skyrocketed. I was working on breakfast radio in Perth. So my career had exploded, um, you know, and it was because I was communicating and connecting with people. And, you know, that was a real strength I had, but then I was also hiding because I didn't know how to explain my anxiety, express it, didn't know how to do that on the, the TV show. And then, so I had another moment of vulnerability. I six weeks of darkness. And I think that's maybe how you and I connected. Um, I think you'd maybe seen and heard me talk about my anxiety live on radio, which um, was to, you know, half, half a million people yep, in yep, Perth. Yep, yep, and yep, yep. that was another one of those moments that literally took, you know, I was, I, I want I don't want to say I was, yeah, I think I, I don't want to say I was faking it. I was surviving by just putting my, putting the mask on every single day and laughing in the studio, but then having a panic attack in the break, you know, when the ads would come on, I would be in the toilet. So those are the two massive moments of transformation, publicly that you know that I spoke mm -hmm. up and then the other one was most recently after you know after I had my little baby boy and that would have been when I was looking myself dead in the mirror and I just had him three three weeks earlier you know and all my body demons were starting to like you need to go back on a diet you you know that tummy is looking and you know all this work that I'd been doing over this years of you know after confessing on the radio that I hated myself I looked in the mirror dead at myself and, you know, dead in the eye. And I said, this is where you change the story. And that just went over and over in my head. And yeah, I wrote Memphis a promise letter and, um, and then, yeah, crazily, they published this photo all around, like, um, in news articles and everything, because it was like, this girl is so brave and courageous to show her baby belly. And, you know, and I was like, oh, you've missed the point, yeah. you know, like it's, yeah. but, but that was, that was, that was a breakthrough for me. And from then I literally made a promise that I would never go back to being that person and that, and I would never be defined by those thoughts. Um, so yeah, those are the three probably biggest transformational you know, moments and breakthroughs that I had. And all of them started with a breakdown. <laughs> like, you know, as Brene Brown says, like, you know, breakdowns lead to breakthroughs. breakthroughs. Yeah. Yeah. They I all like, and even now I'm going through one now. I had a massive, you know, like, I guess burnout at the end of last year. And I've been mm -hmm. band-aiding ever since. And then now the last month I've been sitting in it and there's things bubbling. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So I'm, I'm in the midst of one mm -hmm. right now. Don't know what's happening but I'm in the middle of one. Yeah. So I love, you know, what I've experienced in my past is seeing you, you get the polarity. It's like the breakdown is showing you the extreme of one side. So then you have the understanding on the other side. So yeah, I can see that already in your story. It's like, you need yeah. to see the shame and, you know, the lack of self-love so that you can, you've got the other side and you're able to teach it. Right. So now yeah. you can sit in the other side. So yeah. yeah. And I, I, I'm grateful for this podcast and I know we had to chop and change it a few times. And I think, do you know why? Because I actually haven't talked about what I've been going through at the moment because I haven't known how to share it or put it into words, you mm -hmm. know, like to share publicly on my forum, on my podcast, like on my socials, I haven't known what to say. So this podcast is obviously meant to happen for a reason. Of course, perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> so can you share with us like what, because 
you know, I look at my socials and you are like, I just constantly see naked photos of you. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously so much of the work you do is to physically and, um, and emotionally get women to expose themselves. Yes. So women that want to work with you, are they shit scared that you're, that you're like, that this is the thing to get them to get naked? Like, can people work with you and not get naked? Like, (laughs) You know what? And it's funny because it's, it's quite an interesting perspective and and interesting that we talk about this because I only recorded a podcast on it yesterday. So on last week I was on channel 10, studio 10, a whole 10 minute, amazing segment on body positivity. And so I was in my bra and undies at the beach. I had, you know, 20 women with me, bras and undies and, you know, not that will not be for everyone to build their confidence, you know, and this is something that I want people to know. Yes, because I'm rocking up in my bra and undies and there's other women that are joining me and we are changing the message of body positivity. It doesn't mean that that's going to be the right way for you or that you have to ever get there. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think we had women there that didn't take their clothes off, but they came and they we're in that vibe and tribe and community and feeling of fuck who gives a shit what people think this is me this is who I am this is my body this is my cellulite this is you know but that's not who I am ultimately I'm so much more underneath and that's me as well and I think like as part of like being on a coming from you know a radio show where we make noise you know um, we don't have huge marketing budgets which is kind of what I teach people now you can you can get people talking about you in different ways and that's one way that people will talk about me it's one way that I've shed my shit you know like I do a lot in exposure therapy like psychologists use it all the time like you think about um if you're scared of spiders how do you get over that fear of spiders like they get you to work with the spiders you know or the snakes or whatever they expose you to it and so for me getting into my bra and undies was the scariest fucking thing in the world getting you know but but I kept exposing myself to that it started off just in the house you know like when no one else is around like even now I'm not so much of a nude girl actually but like me being a me being in the nude is not as comfortable as me being in my bra and undies and so I'll sit on the couch just to get comfortable with being with myself in the nude so you know it started off like that and then I moved to the beach and the whole shed your shit movement started when I was working in Bunbury and I had that moment on air and kind of like the free events that I do that you know why you probably see me in my bra and undies is you know I get women to come down to the beach and I get them to shed those layers so the clothes are those physical layers you know like they are symbolizing all the shit that we've been sold told from magazines from ourselves um you know that we shouldn't be wearing this that we shouldn't have cellulite that we should change ourselves so the clothes symbolize that and then I get them to the beach and we have this moment of just pure ecstasy like you know I was that girl who was getting it from (laughs) actual drugs in the past you know those highs but when you're with these women and you take those layers off and then we run into the ocean and we play and we laugh and we get smashed by waves, we reset and we, you know, kind of, I guess it's like a baptism. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, you know, like the water, like you reset. And and I started doing that in Bunbury 10 years ago. And I used to call them the love yourself revolution. And then they've, you know, evolved to shed your shit, which is like I said, the whole shedding those emotional, the emotional baggage. And so that's probably why you see me in my bra and undies all the time. Um, But it doesn't have to be that way for everyone. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I I really guess when we are building confidence and we are exposing ourselves and putting ourselves out there, that's just one way. 
that we can do it. It won't work for everyone and it isn't for everyone. And so, you know, there's some women who have beautiful, amazing confidence that will never get into their bra and undies. You know, my mum is someone who would not in her wildest dreams would she ever think to do such a thing, nor does she think she needs to, you know? So I guess my thing is like, we always put a disclaimer as a bit of a joke. No, you won't have to get in the nude or get or get into your bra and undies. But if you do come to a Shed Your Shit event, you probably will get down into something like, you know, your swimmers yeah. or, but maybe board shorts is comfortable for you right now. But I guess my way of building and unleashing that champagne confidence, as I like to call it now, is by exposing yourself and taking those steps. And the only way we build confidence is literally by stepping outside our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, like me going to the beach and swimming before we jumped on, I still get scared. Sharks, think they're the first thing I think about, seaweed, um, waves, but I can only get more confident jumping into that ocean and, and wearing that bikini by continually, like continuously doing it every day. Correct. Yeah. 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 So what are you at the moment? What layers are you removing and that you're shedding at the moment? Good question. At the moment, because I guess for me, that girl that was in Bunbury was shedding all those layers of, you know, self-hatred with my body and everything now because I've spent 10 years reading books, listening to podcasts, I probably didn't realize that I make so many of my decisions based on fear and scarcity and from fight or flight. And so I have been really shedding some deep layers of programming from like my mom, my dad. Um, Yeah, those really deep shadows like the inner child and shadows which I hadn't really done before I've probably been doing it do you know what I mean but not really like labeling it that and Mm -hmm. um yeah I think in the business side of things that's where a lot of things have really come up like um I was burning out like I burn out a lot like and and that means like not necessarily like a full breakdown burnout but you know like energetically after this live cross on channel 10 on Thursday, I was absolutely beat all day Friday. Mm-hmm. I would have normally just kept going like, how can I sell my pro people into my program from this? How can I do that? How can I, I got to keep showing up. We've got to keep, maybe we need to get a reel out there. Da, 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 da. You know, like that's how my brain always was the next thing overachiever mindset. Yeah. And, and so they're the things that I'm doing at the moment, like really slowing down coming into, I guess, if you know, um, you're familiar with the whole feminine and masculine. Like to me, I guess I always have been, but I never really understood the deep side of it. So yeah, I guess really coming home to my feminine, really coming home to myself. And um, I think a lot of people, like I am confident and self-assured in many areas of my life, but then there's many that I'm not. And, you know, I think one of the areas that I'm not always confident is in that I know what I want and my intuition and, you know, that real feminine side of flow. And I've questioned myself as a mom and not been fully confident as a mom. And even as a businesswoman, believe it or Mm -hmm. not, I've always been searching for validation externally. And that's something I think probably 
you know, was um, highlighted in radio because we did have to get a lot of validation publicly and outside us. Um, And so, yeah, I've been doing a lot of reflecting on that and a lot of work. I've actually got a call like with my um, nurture coach after this. Amazing. Um, Yeah. Who's, who's really helping me, I guess. I guess it is coming home to who my soul truly is, like who I was before they told me who to be. Out of, out of interest, what is your human design profile? Do you know? Yes. Are you a projector? Yes. Yeah. It's, people get so um, baffled when they're like, what, you're a projector? I thought you would be a generator or a manifesting generator. Hubby and son are both generators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can hear in, in what you're saying and your challenges and also, yeah, what what your, your story around... Yeah, the validation, like the yeah. self-worth. Yeah, because projectors, projectors need to be seen. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> you are being seen. <laughs> I know. And this is the thing, and I think it's trusting. Trust for me is such a a big thing. I mean, even with everything that's been going on in the world at the moment, like I don't know what I trust anymore. Do you know what I mean? But even like that's the thing. It's like, and, you know, that's where I'm trying to come home, that I am the one that I can trust but I haven't even been able to do that. Mm, this is going to be part of your next journey is teaching women how to trust themselves. Oh my God. Yes. yes. I just got goosebumps. Oh, yeah. me too. Yeah. So yeah. no, I feel really, really special that we're having this conversation today. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I'm interrupting this episode to share with you an exciting new tool for those who are wanting to move from a state of fear anxiety or overwhelm and into a state of flow. The tool is the divinely guided online program called my fear to flow 30 day challenge. If you feel you're in a place of stagnancy, low self-worth, or you have feelings of fear around what is the next step for you to take in life or business, or have a general fear around making the right decision, then this 30-day challenge is perfect for you. I have created it so most of the daily challenges don't require much time and effort so that your resistance to change and shifting your beliefs is quite low. It is a juicy-filled challenge that is currently only priced at $1 a day. You can join by following the link in my show notes or visiting my website, amyredunds.com. And now back to the episode. So I would love for you to share what are you most grateful for in from your challenges? What has been like the most, yeah, what are you most grateful for from your challenges that you've gone through? Um, I'm going to feel into this one because I wouldn't normally do that. I would just go straight to the mind. Uh... I'm grateful for all the lessons, you know, like the connections, the, um, oh, my pillow's falling off. Um, I'm so grateful. Like, this is the thing, right? Like through all of the things that I've been through, even though they felt like the biggest shit storms, I, I don't regret them, you know, like I don't regret having had them. And so I'm actually really grateful for the moments. You know what I mean? I'm grateful for the, the, you know, the way that like my, 
my co-host made me feel so that, you know, so that I actually had that panic attack and started to understand myself because if I didn't have these moments of like breakdowns that led to breakthroughs, I wouldn't be sitting here. I wouldn't have done the work. I wouldn't have understood myself. And I think that is what I'm grateful for. Like Mm -hmm. every single thing that has happened has made me the person that I am, but I've shamed myself because that is the programming. That is the, you know, me not having that, like being able to express my emotions and stuff um, is such a massive thing for me. So I'm really grateful that I got the lessons that I got from it. I'm grateful that these things, you know, that I went down those paths that I opened up and spoke publicly because I've influenced so many people to start to understand themselves like I said, these moments changed the trajectory of my life. They changed my career through connections that I met, the people that I met. Um, and yeah, this is just the next, this is just the next thing. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for all of the things that have happened. And did it take time for you to get grateful? Cause I know oh, yeah. that, yeah, I know that, you know, people, when they're kind of sitting in the, that shit, it can be hard to turn around and look for the gratefulness. So like, what yeah. did that journey look like to finally reach being able to be grateful for? Well, it? I think just most recently I've been speaking and it's been nine years since I was on big brother. Um, but the guys that I was on the house in the house with, there's three of them in the new series on channel seven. And they were my housemates. And so that's brought up a lot. And I interviewed Tim, who was the winner of my year. I interviewed him on my podcast, just literally came out the last couple of days. And me exploring that has been part of my healing journey. Like I never watched it because I felt shame because I didn't understand my anxiety, how I was feeling last week. I was angry. I was pissed off. I was bitchy. And I shamed myself because people saw me be like that, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's a side of me that I'd hid before but I didn't know how to explain that. Now I'd be like, oh, that's fucking my anxiety that like sometimes this happens and, you know, and like being able to communicate it and share it with the world and other people feel less alone. But I got out of the house and I shamed myself. I shamed myself for years. I didn't even like to be associated with the show. I felt like I hated my time in the house. Um, I hated myself. And a producer said to me when I left, he was like, oh, we weren't who you thought you were going to be in there. Like, whoa, fucking hell like you know when you've been hiding from that your whole life and you you know like that's one of your things it's like that spiraled me into years of shame wow and I've only just started to speak about this and heal and so when I was in those moments I wasn't grateful I wasn't grateful I didn't know how to be grateful I just because I was so used to just beating myself up and that's a big thing that I'm working on and healing through at the moment is that my mind will instantly go into shame and and blame and hate towards myself. And yeah, I couldn't find the silver lining in any of that. But now, like I said, I'm grateful, you know, like Tim and I had this most beautiful fucking chat on my podcast about him and even his journey. But because I was so ashamed of mine, I didn't know what he was going through, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? And so, yeah. So I think in the moment there was definitely what didn't feel like a silver lining, but I think the whole, the, the saying is like time heals. Like that's actually really true. And maybe you don't need to be grateful in the moment because you need to sit in the shit 
Like, you know, like you do need to totally. sit in the shit storm. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have beat myself up for nearly nine years or felt shame for nearly nine years. But, you know, it's wild to think that like, you know, I'm reliving this now and it's, and, you know, but again, that's what I'm grateful for because it's all part of my journey. Mm-hmm. And it's opening up conversations that, you know, I wasn't ready to speak about six years ago, seven years ago or whatever. Yep, now yep. I'm ready. And, you know, it just so happens that the resurgence of the new, like these old housemates on the new show, it's making it quite, you know, like um, relative for PR angles. If you wanted to think <laughs> about like the whole media, you know, how they work. So, yep. yeah. So it's just, yeah, everything feels like it's, it's supposed to happen. But when you're in it, sometimes you can't see it. Mm-hmm. You know, I love, you know, you were talking about when you're in Big Brother and all of your shit kind of came out and was in the spotlight. Yeah. Like I've, I have an understanding of, you know, celebrities and people that are in, in the spotlight. It's like everything gets amplified. It's like, you know, the um, the good and the bad gets amplified. And so I don't know if you know about, you know, the 27 Club, how, yes. yeah, how so many people have passed away, like celebrities yeah. have passed away when they're 27, like Marilyn Monroe, um, um, oh, my God, Amy Winehouse, like yeah. Keith Ledger, like, you know, all the 27. Yeah. And so astrologically, that is Saturn's return. It's when you're in Saturn's return. And so that's like that's the time in your life when you're in your deep shit. It's like mm. I'm going to show you your deep shit. And so it's interesting that that's like that's the time in in their life where everything's kind of coming coming up and so it's getting thrown back at you right yes it's like being a celebrity it's like let me show you in an amplified way what your shit is yeah I feel like if you're not prepared if you don't have the tools that's why we see like so many celebrities oh my gosh do so much and you know that's the thing isn't it like oh, when I, I remember reading about the 27 club such a and if you do google it there's so many others isn't there I can't even remember all of them but um I remember when I was in the big brother house and it's funny because like I said Tim and I only spoke about this the other day and he's like and this is what I think a lot of people don't miss because a lot of people that are watching these shows they they aren't doing the deep work, you know, and so then they they don't have that understanding, I think. And, like, I didn't even have that understanding of myself, like, yeah. you know, and I remember being in there and I just confessed live on radio that I hated myself, my body, all this shit. And then I went and threw myself in a Big Brother house like six, seven months later. So I was at the start of my journey. I know now I would go back in that house in a second, man. Now, when I first got out, I was like, no way, because everything exactly like you said was amplified to the ultimate, like to the ultimate of like what felt like I didn't even know myself. The voices were so loud and I didn't know how to express it. And so, yeah, it was a really challenging time. And like Tim and I said, all of these things come up in the house and people need to understand that it is a choice to go in the house. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it isn't always a choice for us to be confronted with some of our deepest, darkest demons. Like we're not expecting that, you know? And when I did get in there and they got really, really loud, like he's, like we spoke about only recently, then you're thrown out to the lion's den. Like, you know, yeah. it goes really quite quick in there and, you know, you're not got the support like, 
with a psychologist, like you can have a psychologist, but it's not, do you know what I mean? Like the support that you can have around you and what I've built now, the systems and everything I have around me, the people, the protection and all that of like, you know, the understanding that I have mm. is so different. And so I would a hundred percent get back in there and challenge myself. Um, but at the time it was like, yeah, got in there, all these thoughts and everything just wow exploded in my mind and I had no way of knowing how to communicate them or for people to understand me and I just and I was beating myself up and then like we said just six weeks later you're thrown out to the lion's den and it's like you've got to rebuild yourself Mm, and some people don't know how to do that you know and I guess I was pretty lucky there was a lot of people in my season that they'd put all of their eggs in one basket. Like they were in that house. They'd all left their jobs. They weren't going back to that. They were expecting these big careers and everything from it. And so I saw a lot of them, you know, like really crumble. Whereas I knew I was going to Perth. I knew I had breakfast radio in Perth after the show. Mm -hmm. So some days I was like, this fucking place is actually pretty boring. Like I can't wait to get out and start my new life with my new boyfriend in Perth, with my new radio show. And so I kind of did have something else to focus on but now understanding myself, I probably needed time to go through those emotions, to have space, to feel, to get the proper help that I needed. And then I probably might not have had the anxiety <laughs> meltdowns and you know breakdowns and all that that I had. But then, like I said, would I be here sitting, to you, sitting here chatting to you now? You might not have known exactly. me as the girl on the radio because I didn't have that moment. But yeah, it's... Oh, it's a wild experience. Yeah, I've heard like a lot of people that have gone through, you know, the reality television world and, yeah, the they've just, like you said, they've just come out and been spat out and thrown out on the other side and then left to deal with it by themselves is, um, yeah, because, you know, that we see in so many reality TV shows there are the... Um, the heroes and there are the casters, the, the, <laughs> the demon characters. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, if you don't necessarily know you're going to be cast as that character, right? So it can be yeah. quite damaging. Well, and the thing is this Big Brother season that they're filming now, which I quite like, it's very much you're allowed to talk about the game, the strategy, all that. We were never allowed. Like everything you had to keep hush-hush when you're in the house. So that's what was hard as well. But also when we were in season in Big Brother in 2013, we actually were being put out to the like live to the shows were live. They're only a day behind. Whereas now they filmed six or seven months ago. And so they're all watching it in, in the same time as us. So you're kind of seeing like you're out whether how you're being portrayed. Whereas when you're in there and you come out, when I was in the season, you came out, you had no idea what had been seen, what people were thinking about you, what you'd been portrayed as mm-hmm. like it just, you just had no idea. So I did, when I spoke to Tim the other day, he did say that now the mental health stuff is much different and, good. you know, you have support, you have a call with someone once a week now as the show's being played out. Um, you know, when you're in there, you have full support. Like they did, he did say it's very different. Um, but I mean, yeah, you can't stop some people for what they say on social media, you know, and that's something that, you know, is also to be discussed. It's like, well, 
you know, are we just focusing on the positive? Like sometimes we were saying like, sometimes the feedback is constructive <laughs> and like, you if know, you're open maybe, to it. If yeah. You're open to it, you can yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's something I guess where I'm getting to a point again, like I had a lot of shit thrown at me for years because being on a breakfast, a breakfast radio host with two guys, sometimes people don't like the chick that she's too opinionated. She's too this. They like, I don't like everyone. And I had to get to a place of that of not worrying what people were saying on social media or you know that they might have just been there for the lads or you know the girls some of the girls or guys were just there for me but yeah I think I'm getting to a place again where I have to um I've got to be open to you know because I've built that wall up that armor and you know it's true like I had this discussion and it was like well are you just focusing on the positive feedback because then you're like putting yourself at unrealistic expectations sometimes so mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's all connected. And yeah, like I said, so many layers of shit that I'm shedding right now. Yeah. Love it. Thank you. No I, I'd love for you to give our audience a takeaway. Mm. What, what are your three tips to rising above your self-worth challenges? I guess for me, one of the big ways that I have, like, I guess there is, there's a couple of steps So the first one is, you know, really becoming aware of the thoughts that you are having. And, you know, like for me, I'd thought I'd nailed all the negative self-talk, like the negative Nelly, the anxious Annie, the self-loathing Sally that I had going on in my head. But then what I didn't realize is how it was coming through in my business, like with beating myself up. So I think awareness doesn't ever stop. Like, you know, I became aware of these thoughts that I had 10 years ago, but they're still there in different ways and how they show up, your ego will show up. So I think getting really honest with yourself um, and, and, and becoming aware of those thoughts is like a great place to start when you're wanting to understand the things that you're saying about yourself. Cause I feel like if you want to find your self-worth that you, that we all have inside, which we're all born with that beautiful piece and, you know, we do have to first sit there and hear the shitty things that we've been saying to ourselves. And we're not always consciously aware of them as you know, Ames, like we have so many thoughts. So I think really becoming aware. And for me, like what has really worked is exposing myself to vulnerability. And that might be literally taking the clothes off and, you know, standing in my bra and undies or a bikini and, you know, and from that, it's not giving my power away to strangers. It's not giving my power away to strangers on the street, strangers on the internet. Like, you know, I think so often I still do it. I caught, I have to catch myself this morning with my coach. It's like, well, you just gave your power away then. And it's like, fuck, oh my God, I did too. Just by that one thing that I just justified or, you know, and so I guess for me, I live by the 80, 20 rule. And the 80, 20 rule is 80% of the time I give a fuck, 80% of the time I don't give a fuck what people think. And then there's the 20% of the time that I do. And I'm not going to, those, that 20% is not going to go to the stranger on the beach. So when I do wear my bikini down the beach to get my photos or the shed your shit girls, when we're all get together with the squad, I'm not going to give my power away to someone else by if they're saying, oh, you know, something negative about it or, you know, um, or when we walk through the shopping center with our bra and undies, I'm not going to give my power away to that 20% because they're not important. Like, you know, there's 80% of people that we just keep giving our shit away to. And like, and that's why we're depleted. That's why we're 
um, you know, like we're feeling burnt out. And so, yeah, that's where I'm at in my life, that those are the things that have helped me. Hopefully that was three. (laughs) (laughs) Around there. Sounds good. (laughs) Did I answer the question? Yeah, you did. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for the work you do in empowering so many women. It's incredible to watch and see. Yeah, I can just see in the energy of what you're doing. It's amazing. So anyone that wants to work with you, where can they find you? Yeah, stalk me on Instagram. Like that's where I do my best stuff um, at underscore Heidi Anderson. If you're not on the gram, info at shedyourshit.com.au. But I'm sure you'll chuck all that in the show notes. Sure will. Um, Yeah, thank you so much, Ames. Like I said, even just send me a message, connect, like expose yourself, you know, like it's how we build that confidence. So yeah, just say hello. Let me know what your takeaways were. Like, yeah, I'm all about building community relationships and yeah. And connecting. You. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Thanks Heidi. Bye.